This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C-Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. The Baal Shem Tov and some of his Hasidim were traveling to the wedding of one of his grandchildren, which was going to be officiated by Reb Yaakov Yosef of Polnoy, one of the closest Hasidim of the Baal Shem Tov. On the way, they encountered a Jew traveling on a wagon following in the opposite direction. The Baal Shem Tov stopped his wagon, stepped off, and went over to meet this Jew that was traveling in the opposite direction. In the meantime, the Hasidim are watching. They see the Baal Shem Tov have a conversation with this Jew. It seems like a bit of a lively conversation. Hands are flying in the air. And then the Baal Shem Tov comes back to his wagon and tells Alexei the driver to get going. And the Hasidim who are joining him start on their way. Now this Jew that the Baal Shem Tov had stopped and spoken with, he turned his wagon around and started heading in the same direction as them. So some of the elder Hasidim, they told the younger Hasidim that were traveling, jump out of the wagon and go find out who that Jew is. Because obviously he's a Rebbe or a hidden tzaddik or something. Because one thing I can tell you is that the Baal Shem Tov wouldn't just jump out of the wagon for no one. Obviously, the special Jew. So go find out who he is. And a few of the younger Hasidim, they jump out of the wagon. They stop the Jew and they say to him, Hey, brother, what's going on? And the guy says, Yeah, Baruch Hashem. What can I do for you guys? They said, Listen, we know you're a hidden tzaddik, so there's no reason to hide it. Just tell us who you are and what's your story. The guy starts to laugh and he says, I'm not a hidden tzaddik. I don't know what you're talking about. And they said, Yeah, sure. Like a hidden tzaddik would right away say, I'm a hidden tzaddik. That's the whole point of being a hidden tzaddik. That somebody would deny it and that you're denying it for sure confirms the fact that you're a hidden tzaddik. said, I'm not a tzaddik. I'm not the son of a tzaddik. I'm not a rebbe. I'm not the son of a rebbe. I don't know what you guys are talking about. They go back and forth for a while. And eventually the chassidim say, listen, we saw a rebbe, the Baal Shem Tov, the greatest tzaddik alive right now, stop his wagon and come over and talk with you. And we know that the Baal Shem Tov wouldn't just stop his wagon in the middle of a journey and go talk with anyone. So who are you? And this Jew, who was really a simple Jew, he wasn't a hidden tzaddik or a rebbe, he realized that these guys would never leave him alone if he didn't tell them his story. So he said, fine, I'll tell you what happened. I live in a little town, and across the street from where I live is an old friend of mine. We've known each other since we were kids. And this friend, he makes his living by traveling around and buying merchandise from faraway villages, and then on the way back, repackaging it and selling it to stores and selling it to individuals until he makes his money back and makes a profit. Sometimes he's gone for three or four months, sometimes it's six or seven months. He's away for a long time every time. And the way it works with his family is that he leaves a little bit of money before he goes. And all of the vendors know that the wife is going to get into debt. The husband will come back from his journey and pay back the debt. And that's how it's been going for years and years. And of course, when he's away for six or seven months, when he comes back, everybody's happy to see him. And there's a little party for him. And so I came to the party to welcome my friend back home. And what do I see on the shelf in the kitchen? A stack of cash, big bills, a lot of money, probably all the money that he made on this last trip, just sitting there in the open for anyone to take. And I thought to myself, what's wrong with my friend? He knows better than to do something like this. 
I mean, somebody could just go and steal it. And then I had this thought, I'll go and steal it, but not really steal it. I'll just take it and hold on to it for an hour or so, so that my friend can learn his lesson. I'll give it back to him and he won't do that stupid thing again. And so I went and I took the money off the shelf and put it in my pocket. I said goodbye to my friend. I left the house. An hour later, it's mincha time. And I go to shul and I see there's a big commotion. Everybody's saying that my friend's money was stolen. They couldn't figure out who did it. Now, I know who did it because I'm the one who took the money. But I didn't steal it. I just took it to teach him a lesson. I thought, okay, I'll bring it back to him tomorrow. I can't give it to him now or everyone will accuse me of being a thief. But the next day, things were worse. And the day after, they were even worse. Because eventually, the vendors realized that they weren't going to get paid back from all the debts that his wife had created while my friend was traveling around. My friend was so besides himself, he was so upset. And he didn't even have any money to start his business again. And he didn't know what he was going to do. And it was all because I took his money. And now I was going to be accused of being a thief and I didn't know what to do. So I decided that I'll hold on to the money for another few weeks. Things will calm down and then I'll return the money. But you know, I've got a big Yetzirah. I have a big evil inclination. And my Yetzirah said, you know what? You can't give the money back just like that. Everyone will accuse you of being a thief. So why don't you go and invest the money in a business opportunity? You'll make some money from his money, and then you'll give him the money back, and you'll give him the money you made back, and he'll be very happy to receive it and receive the money that you made for him, and that way he won't accuse you of being a thief. And I thought, well, I can't just go and make a business deal anywhere around here, because people will say, well, where did you get all this cash from? And then they'll make the assumption that I stole it from my friend, and they'll figure it all out. So I decided that I have to go far away, to a faraway town, and make an investment there. And I figured, I'll go far away. I'll make the investment, and then I'll come back here and get my family, and I'll move the family there, and only then, when I've really made a lot of money, I'll come back and bring it back to my friend. And he said, and here I was, traveling in my wagon, to go make the investment in the faraway town. And your Rebbe, who's never seen me before, he stops me on the road, and he says to me, Shalom Aleichem. I say, Aleichem Shalom, Rebbe, what's the deal? And the Helege Baal Shem Tov, he says to me, you've probably heard of me, my friend, I'm the Baal Shem Tov. And I said, yes, of course, Rebbe, I know exactly who you are. Baal Shem Tov said to me, turn around and give the money back to your friend. He said, just turn around and give the money back. You don't have to make any calculations. You don't have to make any business deals. Just go and give him the money back. And I know what you're worried about. You're worried that he's going to take you to the Beit Din and accuse you of being a thief and that your life will be ruined. So the Baal Shem Tov said to me, you don't have to worry. I will be a witness that you were not a thief and that you only had the best of intentions. The guy said to these Hasidim, you should know that your Rebbe is a real Rebbe. I never said a word to him about my situation. He didn't know anything about me before meeting me. And I completely trust that if I'm taken to the Beit Din, your Rebbe will be there for me. So I'm going back home right now to give the money back to my friend. I can't wait to get this over with and release this burden from myself. And I have no doubt that if I'm taken before the court, the Baal Shem Tov will come and be my witness that I only took the money acting in good faith, just like the Baal Shem Tov said, that everything will work out in the end. And so you see, my friends, I'm not a Rebbe, I'm not a Tzaddik, I'm just a simple Jew who made a stupid mistake, and how lucky I was to run into your Rebbe on the way, so that he could help me to fix the mistake that I made. I, la, 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 la. Ha 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 ha
Become a supporter of this podcast. Please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C-Story.com.